Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Day, Matt. Yo, what is good? Nada. That is true. <laughs> yeah, another week. Another week, another time, another Friday. Another another episode of, of Gamers 2 Podcast. Brought to you by the friendly folks at this place. Rehifnal. Brought to you by Illegal Designer Drugs. Called the Roofies. Anyway. I take them for a good time. I, I take them, so I hope I get laid. Uh, anyways, ah, <laughs> uh, it's been a fun time. What have uh, what are we, what are we doing? I know we said Gamers Two podcast. We're doing a podcast. This is a, this is a little E three in review. It's yeah, gonna be a little fair. different this week. You may notice. Usually in the past, it's a tad bit. I don't want to say scripted, but the news is scripted roughly. We didn't do that this week simply because there's too much. Out of yes. E3. So it's a little bit off the seat of the pants. Wing it. Remember shit off the top of her head based on small cliff notes. Make opinions that we have no right to make. That is it. Right there. We will do the same stuff. I'm I will ask Matt what he's done. He'll tell me nothing. We'll go we'll get through that one. Yep. We'll do new releases, which there actually are some during the week of E three. And then we'll walk through every conference. And just hit buzz points, and then if you want more info on anything you hear, go find it. You're not going to get it from us, but like deep dives are on every other... Unless you ask politely. That's true. Or every or... other news journalistic area is going to have deep dives from all the stuff they played on the floor, and influencers on YouTube are going to have gameplay stuff going above some of the games anyway. So that's your warning. You've had it. And now I will ask Matt, so what have you been up to? Not playing video games. Oh, well, hey. uh, I was playing, you know, Lego Harry Potter, putting in, putting in my time for uh, for the fiance's um, Harry Potter obsession. Harry Potter obsession, addiction, something might be an intervention soon. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. uh, other than that, just you know, chugging away, watching some YouTube every once in a while, all the time. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. I need to stop watching it. And then, uh, you know, a little PBS documentary on the Vikings. Really interesting. Interesting Wait, okay. people. All right. Uh, and 
Techno Viking? Uh, he is a Viking. He the is. Techno Viking. Maybe the greatest Viking. <laughs> Legends will, de- will tell in due time of the Techno Viking. Um, other than that, that's it. That is it. Doing the old, the old, you know, watching old anime Gundam nonsense. Oh, of course. Wouldn't expect any less from you, I guess. You know. Or more at the same time. Started watching The King's Speech the other day. Never finished it. It's a good movie, though. I just was like, nah, like, you know, watch this for five minutes. And then <laughs> do I, don't know, I don't know if that's, and, uh, that's a good thing. I don't know. It's a good movie, but, you know, not everyone's cup of tea. That's true. So what have you been doing? My same as well. Playing MLB The Show. Playing some World of Warcraft. I beat High Held today. Congratulations. Wasn't that long? Or necessarily hard. It's one that's meant to be like speed level speed run situation. Because you have a timer that inflicts your score and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. only like 20 levels, I think. So it's mm. not, not that bad. Um, I've been reading Before the Storm, the new World of Warcraft book, because now I am committed. Super mega nerd. Super mega ultra crap nerd. Wearing loafers. Wearing loafers. Uh, and then I've been watching baseball, and I watched all of E3, except for Nintendo. But about, I watched it later. How about them Yankees? How about them Yankees? I don't know if that's relevant, but... Uh, they're playing right now. It's not on, but... They are playing right now, and they've been doing good. Been doing a lot of fun. A lot of young kids moving right along, doing good stuff, doing the Lord's work. Exciting, exciting week. Yeah, it's a great time. Great time. A lot of busy. It, it, between E3 and, I mean, that was our weekend. Last weekend was E3, and then uh, a little bit of work. I got a shiner. I got a black eye during volleyball. So he does have a black eye. Did catch me off guard. Didn't notice it <laughs> till uh, we were indoors. Yeah. So I've got a black eye from that. Uh, it's I a mean, very good look. Tonight, might punch him in the eye every week. Tonight was tuna casserole night for us. Good celery, of, cour- courtesy of me, and and some other things: celery, onion, yeah. bacon, more cheese, breadcrumbs. I mean, I'm, I'm modified a recipe a little bit, but uh, yeah. So now let's get into the fun stuff. We're going to get right to the new releases, and then we have a lot to get through. Ugh. New releases. Unravel 2. Available right now. Right now. PS4, Xbox, and PC. Prey Moon Crash DLC. Also out now. Fallout Shelter for the PS4 and Switch. Also out now. That's out on PC too, right? Yep, it's been out on PC. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Fortnite for the Switch. Hollow Knight for the Switch, Jurassic World Evolution, PS4, Xbox, and PC, Paladins for the Switch, Super Bomberman R for PS4, Xbox, and PC, Tennis World Tour for the PC and Switch, Balloons Tower Defense 5 for the Switch. Tower Defense. Now, I, I've talked about, I can't remember if it was you that wanted a Tower Defense game or somebody that I was talking to, like, man, I really love Tower Defense games. Balloons is the one that I always talk about because I played it in browser-style years ago i think that one costs money and there's also one on the app store right now or like on uh, the android play store that was balloons tower defense six that cost five dollars and i almost did it and i was like i can't but i wanted to i enjoy their tower defense games fun 
Simple. Simple and fun. I love tower defense games, but um, like I have one on the PS4, but I never finished it. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like it would, I need to find them on, on my cell phone. So it can just chug away when I got a couple spare minutes. Oh, that one's $5 and I probably suggest it. $5 hairs. $5 hairs. four ninety nine. Uh, number 11 of new releases is, now you're going to have to help me. You might not know this game, but I do. I don't. I think it's more Hoon remake. Um, it is a game not unlike Duck Hunt, but with chickens. It's really like. You're shooting chickens? It, or turkeys. And you're, I, it, it's exactly what it is. I've played it on my PC probably back in the early 2000s. Like, I remember I th- probably Dad and I playing it, and it was remade for Switch, so cool. Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion. Lego The Incredibles for PS4, Xbox, PC, and Switch. And Omega Strike for the Xbox. So some of that's going to get repeated here, but only a couple. So let's get right into it. E3 Recap. We're going to start with the first conference. We're going to go in order of conferences. So first conference was EA. And uh, I'll tell you what. I'll just go through. You spit at me when you know more than it says. Okay. All right. So the first thing they show off is Battlefield Fries. <laughs> <laughs> Battlefield Fries. No. Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> Battlefield 5 was shown, and it had War Stories, the campaign mode there, and they did confirm the mentioning of a Battle Royale mode. Um, I watched a little bit of gameplay, like just raw like raw gameplay footage, which mm-hmm. was really nice uh, change of pace compared to everyone's like Every freaking yakking over all the edited photo and stuff like that. It like If you would have said it was uh, Battlefield 1, you probably could get away with it. It looks like Battlefield 1 um, with, like, re- heavy refinement, I guess, would be the best way. Like, the classes play quicker, smoother, um, make more sense. The one that the raw footage that I watched was from the Grand Operations, which was really cool because they do straight-up airborne drop-in at, oh. at, with parachutes. Well, okay, cool. fucking dope. But that's about it for my... Uh, what I saw on Battlefield Five, because that's one of those ones where I like, I'm just gonna get it, because like I liked one so much, and they're obviously following in the same footsteps. So yeah, I mean, World War Two is technically a spiritual successor to World War One, am I right? <laughs> oh, uh, historically accurate with those, you know, mechanical arms. Exactly. Speaking of which, let's let's cut to a couple things. I'm gonna keep going through our list, but this is the year of mechanical arms. I, I will agree with you. Yeah. A lot of the trailers had just a mechanical or non, non-human non arm in them for some reason. So it was weird. Really, really a weird thing. Uh, some weird, like, zeitgeist going on there. And then I don't really know if there was uh, if, that, if there was really another theme to this E3 overarching, but that that was just something that was fun. That, yeah. Not, I was I totally, obviously, I was expecting the Battle Royale theme. Didn't really show up. Yeah, not not which was weird. Not in any um 
uh, abusive capacity. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was there, it. but there it was not shoved down your throats. Yeah, like at every all. second. Uh, then they moved on from Battlefield Five. They announced that FIFA gets the Champions League license from PES. Okay, we knew yeah. that. Don't know if you need it. Like, the The thing with EA, EA's conference as a whole is they've never surprised us. Like they just don't do surprises, and if they do, they're minimal. And this is one of those things where this could have just been a news article and we were done. The The funny thing about the E3 press conference to me, after looking at it, at, well, after looking at gameplay of the games afterwards, is um, speaking of the games that I'm interested in, so like not the sports games, but like Battlefield Five and Anthem, they somehow successfully made the games look worse than they actually seem to be. Right. So they doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep keep up the good work. We moved on from FIFA. They also talked about the uh World Cup update that came out last month. Uh we move into them discussing game streaming. And they also announced Origin Access Premiere, which is an elevated version of what Origin Access is now. Premiere will cost you $100 a year or 14.99 a month. And it's very similar to the way Xbox Game Pass works. It's going to launch later this summer, and it's going to have all the stuff coming day and date with it. So you'll get the Madden 19 when it comes out. And Madden is coming back to PC. That's another announcement they made. Um, FIFA when it comes out on PC. Battlefield 5 when it comes out. Uh, whatever else. I still can't believe that, that, those, those could, that, that business model could be profitable. Well, when you think about it, and you say fourteen ninety nine a month. I mean, that's what WoW is. Yeah, true. And they kill it. Yeah. So, I think that's um, the the game streaming thing was kind of like the subtle secondary theme of of um, E three. Like there was kind of like in the background the whole time, a couple of developers or a couple publishers mentioned game streaming, and then. Um, like there was way more always online games, way yep. more games as a service. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like creeping in there. So I mean, a, a cool thing, cool, yeah. to, cool to get the rather than because Origin Access now is all the stuff of like years past and nothing that's current. Like, I kind of see it almost as a, um, I mean. The, the the publishers aren't going to look at it this way, but it's kind of like a, a good compromise between the microtransaction idea, the pay to win microtransaction loot boxes, and like and like you know them not making the income they want to make. Like I I'm okay. Like I kind of like this idea of monthly subscriptions, and then you get access to all the games you want to get access to. Like mm-hmm. if they can make it work and not also try to kill you with microtransactions and other fees, then they might be onto something. It's also their, like the Netflix business model where they can push out original content, but still right. It's also their way inadvertently of taking jabs at third party sellers, GameStop, Gamefly. Mm -hmm. Why pay Gamefly 15 bucks a month if you can just pay EA 15 bucks a month and play whatever you want and not have to be limited to the one game or whatever? Yeah. 
and then GameStop, okay, you paid $60 for that game and we're done with it in two weeks, or you can pay 15 bucks for the entire month, beat that game in two weeks, and then just be done with it. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an interesting choice, mm-hmm. but one that I welcome because it doesn't get in the way. They haven't said like this is the only way to play our games, so yeah. it's not not bad. Uh, then Vince Zampella was in the crowd from Respawn. Talks about their Star Wars games. Says that they have quite a few projects in the works, but the one that they're willing to talk about a little bit, very very little bit, <laughs> is uh. Their, I believe their RPG called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order expected to come out holiday 2019 and it's supposed to take place between episode 3 and episode 4 when the Jedis are being hunted I did not like this way the, I, didn't, I don't know I didn't like the announcement and I didn't like the way they did it um, there was like uh, I mean there was just no reason to do it really because now there's like a ton of uh, like everyone's got all these questions and they want all these answers and they they're all these like rumors and speculation and literally like literally all the dude said was we're making a game it's called this it takes place in this time period and that's literally all he said and then gave a release date yeah which was bizarre in itself and then yeah. the the date is bizarre so like. If they're announcing it in this way, then obviously the game isn't like. Well, there's two things. <laughs> the game, like the game the isn't anywhere because they can't show anything. You're telling me it's out in a year and a half, and you also know that that means, I well, you would assume that means that they're not making Battlefront three. So because that would be Battlefront's year, and why would you release the RPG with that unless you? Had the RPG, Sandwich and then down. had no had that as your main focus, and put the multiplayer as a side thing. Because respawns done multiplayer, they had Titanfall, which was initially multiplayer, then campaign plus multiplayer. So I mean, it's possible they focus campaign and then do multiplayer. But the um, the only thing I can imagine or think that might be the case is they're taking all the assets and everything that they have from the canceled Star Wars games of the past couple of years and trying to piece it together into a coherent yeah. project, which would be like, I, I can't imagine that turning out well. No, because you've had how many different hands in that pot? Three. Yeah, I think so. Uh, then we go on to continue more about Star Wars and Battlefront 2. Uh, they talk that they're going into the Clone Wars and they're adding more heroes. Uh, Obi-Wan, Grievous... Think Dooku was in there. Mm-hmm. They talk a little bit about the uh, uh, going to Geonosis, and it's like, and then basically, <laughs> basically, it ends with we understand we fucked up. Sorry, like that's the end. That's just the end yeah. of the end of the guy being there. We'll do better. Uh, then we go to the indie side of things. Unraveled two. It's unraveled, right? I just wrote this not in the past tense for some reason i think it i think it's unravel i think anyway um so unraveled two i'm gonna go with i'm gonna look it up okay keep talking i'm gonna go with unraveled two out now you can go to old what what apparently is called the shadow drop 
I hate that. I hate that name. I prefer Ninja Release. It's um it is Unravel. Okay, so I have Unravel too. Um what was the first one? Um Unravel. Huh. I don't know where I got unraveled from. Anyway, Yarny. Yarny two. It's out now. I thought it was called Yarny as well. Like I've so always, that's... I've always called it Yarny, knowing better, but it's the name of the character because they always, when yeah. they debuted the first one, all they talked about was fucking Yarny and that dumb plush that person had or whatever. Anyway, Unravel Two out now. Co-op, if you want to play it co-op, which I thought was an interesting thing with the puzzle solving stuff that they showed off. the The playing of the game went on for too long, I think, but whatever. Or you can play it solo, which then really looks weird because. You take two different color yarns and like mesh them together because you absorb the other player. I thought that was a cool uh, mechanic, though, cool idea for a mechanic. And what what uh, when I first saw that, the first thing I thought of was playing with uh, Samantha because like right. we when we play Legos, for example, like the reason why I play with her is because like she's not a gamer, so uh-huh. she has issues at certain points with um uh usually the things that require like precision, like precision jumping or like mm-hmm. going through rings or something like that in that I could see using that mechanic in those situations where she just can't do something. So I can, you know, just basically carry her through it. I looked this up. I looked up on rival two out of curiosity on how long to beat. Um, uh, mm, six hours. There's only, I would guess that's accurate, but there's only one, if there's only one person who's logged time on it, and they said it's uh, three and a half hours. Okay. Still, I think that's about right for what one was around there. It was, it was, a sh- it wasn't long, but one, um, one showed I think for a completionist playthrough, eleven and a half hours, and like you know, yeah, catching, s- getting everything. So I, I yeah, believe like that, yeah, maybe I think it was like six are like six those... to seven hours for a, yeah, regular playthrough. Because there are like those little challenge orbs and shit that you can get. Um, the they talked about the guys that made a way out are going to be making another game. Cool, but I mean, cool, cool that they're able to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that game did well when it came out, and they're going to make something who knows what next. Uh, and then they announced Sea of Solitude from their new indie dev, whose name I don't remember. Um, it's a game about being alone, I believe. That's, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. um, when you felt, alone and felt dealing, lonely, dealing with those, like, a battle with. Basically, like loneliness and depression, I guess. Yeah, looked uh, weird. I mean, looked good, but yeah. scary. Like it, it was a horror type uh, game. So I mean, like we'll creepy. The, yeah, creepy. Like mon- I guess you call them monsters. Or yeah, were. we'll see how that goes. Then we go back to sports. NBA, their 2019 NBA Live trailer shows up. They're focusing on this, the one, like, crew thing. I don't know. It doesn't, it. It was a streets. 
game. It was like NBA Streets kind of. It was like. that, but it was NBA Live. It was just a mode within that. And it was like, yeah. I was talking with Kenny about it. He's like, I watched some gameplay of it later, and the game looks better than last year. But that trailer looked bad. Like, animation-wise and stuff, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, God, no. They went backwards. This isn't good. So, apparently gameplay looks better, though. So, that's that's an upside. And then they had Juju Smith-Schuster and the Madden World Champion come out on stage and talk about nothing. And then showed cinematic cuts from in-game Madden stuff. No gameplay, no like discussion of anything else. And I was just like, all right, Madden's happening. Which I guess technically they really don't need to tell you anything until they want to discuss like ultimate team, and st- which yeah. comes later. I did not tell you up our points, by the way. So I figured we'd do that maybe next week. Yeah. When I, once everything's done. We'll yeah, because um, I don't know, just the time constraints. Because I was thinking about doing it, but I was just like, didn't have enough time. So we'll do it next week. Yeah. All right. I don't even. I didn't even keep track of what I said, so I still have the original list of all my optionals too. Same. So I gotta go back I gotta, through. Yep. Uh, uh, so the long story short on that though is, if you want to know, well, tally points still, but I'm fairly positive Nate won because, like, I literally didn't get. I think I might have gotten two things. I I like to think I won, but I also remember saying stuff about uh, loot boxes and whatever. And EA had never happened, so oh, well, there's there's a lot of things I skate never happened. Like I don't think I got a point during EA, but that's yeah. You know, but then I didn't get a point during Ubisoft. I don't think, and you know, there's there's a lot of other stuff going on. Because I immediately I sank so much into my fucking division prediction. Anyway, well, you could like get like I can get half points and stuff. I know yeah. there's 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 those loopholes that I have, but I don't think they actually worked in that situation. So yeah, the Madden thing was awkward. Whatever. Uh, then we bring shoutcasters out, and we shoutcast a mobile new mobile game, Command and Conquer Rivals. And there is a currently a pre-alpha out now for Android. Once Lame. again, okay, cool. Something different with Command and Conquer. Weird presentation. Thought we were losing a little bit because we just transitioned from nothing to weird shoutcasting. Don't really kind of you know. Yeah, whatever. Weird. I played the game a little bit because yeah. I re- went in register for the pre-alpha. It was all right. Mm-hmm. Um. The thing with they they make sure to tell you like when this game goes live, we are blowing away your progress and you will start again. It, I think with some like if you played, you know, you get a little bonus or whatever. But it's just an interesting thing to to do. I don't. If it was able to have like a full story, I would much prefer it because I don't. I just don't care to play those that stuff like against people and have to deal with waiting for. I feel like that's kind of. Um... Waiting for time. Like, if I'm, oh, my God, I went to the bathroom. I'm just going to play a quick game. Oh, all right. Well, I'm done in the bathroom, and this game is still going. Like That's what I was going to say. Is I, I feel like that is a detriment to the game is the fact that it's um you play. I don't know. Was there an option to play against uh I AI? only played against AI. So can, I think you there's, pause I the think there's two. No. Halfway? See, that's like, that sucks. Yeah. So it's like you kind of have to set some time aside. But, I mean, whatever. It's just one of those. At least I'm doing it against AI. Like if I have to re- do an AI mission, I don't mind that. But if like I'm losing a rank because I'm doing it against a person, that's annoying. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if there was like a turn-based mode. I feel like. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I see what you mean. And then we, uh, then we see Anthem. 
and we see it in a really weird way. We go from trailer to 10 minutes of conversation to gameplay, which, uh, whatever. Uh, so, February 2019th for Anthem. And, as Matt has said, EA's showing was weak, and there was way more info from the show floor. And that's what they ended their conference on, was Anthem. Um, my My immediate take from conference side of things, the cut trailer was pretty good of just like hitting all the action packed. Mm -hmm. Then we immediately pull the brakes and we talk about it and we talk about it in a way that you're still trying to sell me on the game. Like, look at my concept art. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're we're way past this at this point. (laughs) The, um, I'm, I, I was on the same page in the direction you're going, which is mm-hmm. when they started showing concept art and the way they were talking about it, I'm like, oh, this game's not coming out anytime. Like, Yeah, because the way that that conversation went and the way they're showing things was very almost boardroomy still of like, yeah. So, all right. Like, so let me pitch you this game. Like, here's what our mechs are going to look like. And here's kind of what the idea that we're looking for. This is one of the worlds. And you're like, can we just go in? Or are we still storyboarding? Like, what are we doing? I was gonna yeah, let you go. I was oh, gonna let you go. It was, let you go from the show floor. It was uh, yeah. So there was that. Um, but then, like, I'm following the game because I I'm a Bioware fanboy, and um, the show floor was way better of a place for Anthem. There was uh, a demo that they people could run through, and a bunch of the YouTube creators and and active people online went through and played it, and they had nothing. What it really surprised me because like. I didn't see anyone say anything bad about the game. And most people were like, this is um, easily like one of the best handling games that Bioware's ever made as far as like gunplay and movement goes. And everyone was making a big deal out of the movement and like how smooth and like fluid everything was. Um, And then outside of the conference with the interviews with the devs and stuff like that, like there's a ton of lore um they had like a ton of information and they weren't really afraid at all to like give up that information and when there was they were very specific about the things that they weren't talking about um with that being said one of them was one of the javelin suits one of the mech suits and like that's the 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 rumor like it's either they haven't finished creating it and balancing it or Hmm. they're holding it back for marketing reasons Hmm. um but I, I saw some of the HUD too, which was kind of nice. Like someone actually had raw footage of gameplay. Yeah, because so the, the gameplay that they show doesn't really give you much of a HUD. Yeah, there was the HUD. They talk about um, customization. There's a dude. You can straight up change the design of your suit. Like if you want to, like colors and stuff like that. Obviously, like they showed in the conference. But the cool thing was like you can manipulate like their armor a little bit and like the, the fundamentals of the suit a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, there's just way more information available from the show floor. So like, if you're interested, you can find it online. Um, a couple of the hot points is like, there's not going to be player trading at launch. Um, there's not going to be multiplayer at launch. Um, I think that's that's all that comes up to the top of my head that seems important. I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff, but whatever. Yeah. 
I'm sure we'll hear more about it at some point. Oh, yeah. Screw you, dirt bikes. Then on to Microsoft. On to Microsoft. Big old Microsoft. A lot of people saying they're the the winners, in quotations, of E3. What did you drive? 500 feet to see if the thing worked? (laughs) Oh, my God. You rednecks. I hate you all. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, Microsoft. Uh, the potentially the popular vote winner in terms of, in terms of like an actual like really good conference. Yeah. Um I would be inclined to also give it to them. But I mean we can discuss that later. Mm-hmm. So, Microsoft, we start out with Halo Infinite. And there you are. That's about <laughs> as much that's about as much as we knew the rest of the time. Yeah, it's it's um it was like a I don't even know how to describe it. It was it was like a teaser uh of trailer type thing, but um I didn't notice it at the time, but I looked I read it online later and there was a lot of people talking about it and stuff like that, but apparently in on on the bottom of the video it said game engine demonstration. Uh so Apparently, this was just like a thrown together thing to highlight the aesthetic and style and game new slipstream game engine that three four three industries is heading towards. But that was that was one of the things the developer said that I noticed though was the, that's going to be what we saw was is the art style that's going to be the next Halo game, which is interesting. It's definitely different. They're saying yeah. they're taking it in a new direction. So and they did. It's like it looks like a modern combat evolved, like the first. Yeah, one. very similar. Uh, we go from that abruptly and never <laughs> talk about it again to Ori: Will of the Wisp, the sequel to Ori in the Blind Forest, coming out in 2019, and it is exclusive to Xbox. Looked good. Looked like a cool run. Yeah, interesting. There was the four characters. I mean, they were from before too, but it's like a weird, a weird kind of story thing. It'll be, it'll be a darling. We go right from that to Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I hate that name. I hate the that Shadows Die Twice thing. I, just... I, I hate that it's a Bond title. <laughs> I hate yeah, that. Totally. Shadows Die Twice. Diamonds Are Forever. Something Never Dies. Anyway. And that's from software. It's yeah, from it's, from software. Yeah, it's from from software, and also scheduled for 2019. It reminded me a lot of Neo. It, it did remind me a lot of Neo. Uh, it also had uh, the the Dark Souls vibe. I mean, which Neo has, yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's, and it's from from Software, so obviously it makes sense. From Software showed three games this E three, which good in, for them. interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that if they if they see if they step on their own toes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll be really impressed if they launch all of them and they're all like at least mediocre. Yeah. You know, and they get them out on time. I'll be like, "Holy shit!" If these they're guys all are... if they're all above a seven five, well done. Yeah, and on time, and on time. Yeah, I'll give you one delay on one game. I won't. <laughs> uh, then we go on to the oil tycoon that is Todd Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Howard comes out on stage to discuss Fallout seventy six. And announces that the fall that Fallout Four is available on Xbox Game Pass. 
cool that Fallout 4 is available because obviously we're leading up to 76, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Good marketing move then. Yep. And that's really all. It confirms that it's in West Virginia, but that's all it really says there. And we'll talk about more of that during Bethesda. Then we get the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. There was two games that were shown too much at E3. And I'll let Nate guess what the two games are. One is this one, obviously. (laughs) Adventures of Captain Spirit and Kingdom Hearts 3. (laughs) Exactly. That would have been the other theme of E3 was Kingdom Hearts 3. but (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Uh, Episode 1 is free, and it's out June 26th. And it is a prequel to Life is Strange 2. So it's going to kind of lead in to that. Doesn't look like it has anything to do with the stuff before, but... Uh, it's a kid who uh, apparently you're going to be playing both his dreams and real. Take a look at it if you want to play it. I have no interest, but whatever. Yeah, definitely not our people that love that universe are probably going to be all over it. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever, Captain Underpants. All right. <laughs> then we go from that to Terry Crews screaming in the Crackdown Three trailer. What do you think, Nate? Hit me with it. I don't think it's hit in February 2019. <laughs> it's... <laughs> oh, it looks rough. It it looked rough, and it it's it's a gameplay trailer, like it's an engine trailer, but it's not actual gameplay. So yeah, I'm like, that, are we are bizarre. we still not feeling? And it looked like I could just be the Crackdown style, but it looked like an Xbox 360 game to me. Yeah, it very much looked 360, and I was just like, are we not ready to actually show gameplay? Yeah, and you're telling me you're out in nine months, like or eight months? Like, are we not? Uh, are we not on the same page here? That's um, who's do we know who's doing who's doing that? I can't remember. Uh, it bounced around. It's on a different studio now. Yeah, I can't remember who first it is. party studio or no um, second party maybe. I th- I think technically it's it's ones. second party. It's a first party title, but it's not yeah, a first only, party studio. The only way they're like getting that out is if they just start like dumping studios onto that game. Like, oh yeah, they're just gonna need to pull everybody off of Halo, whatever the hell, and be like three four three, help them finish Crackdown. We need to get this done. Yeah, f- fuck your Halo game. You know? <laughs> it's not gonna be out for like six years. Yeah, what do we care? Let's go. Come on, you just showed an engine. Uh, we go from that, and then we have near Automata. Become as God's edition coming out June 26th. So basically a complete edition. Uh, up-resed, I believe, on the Xbox One X, which is why I was shown there. Fancy, fancy. Then we go to Metro Exodus. That looks good. That does look good. It looks it looks much more polished than what we saw the first time last year. Uh, and it's like, cool. I like what we're seeing. That's scheduled for February 22nd, 2019. The other theme other than Kingdom Hearts 3 and Robotic Arms, would have been February release dates. God damn. Yeah, there was a lot of them. There are so many things that say that they're coming in February 2019, and people, I think, need to understand that that is the new, we're going to try this, and it's going to get pushed out. Yeah. Because it just it can't happen. If you um, If you aren't aware, February is the last month of the fiscal year. So, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. So don't worry, we're going to tell it in there. We're going to tell all investors we'll still make the those fiscal are, year. Those are rookie numbers. You gotta, you gotta yeah. pump them up. Yeah, pump up those numbers. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind that there are, that there's a lot of games coming out in February. Um, I, I don't mind it either, but at the same time, you, it's like it's, everybody trying to cram it in yeah, February it doesn't work. That's the annoying part. It's not necessarily that people are bringing out games in February, but if you look at the release schedule now, it's like you got a cluster of games coming out in February, and you have everything else coming out sometime between like August, September, and November. Maybe a little bit into December. Like it's yeah. So now we're gonna get like we're gonna get like a six month window where like everything comes out and the other six months is just gonna be literally nothing. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Then we go from Metro Exodus to the first showing <laughs> of way too many. And Kingdom Hearts three is shown. It's scheduled to be coming out January twenty ninth. And you will hear that a lot more from here on out. <laughs> the trailer did not look good. We should it's look it up I'm online saying. after this and see if someone tallied up how much, like, like actual time. time. Like, if, oh, you imagine if they went through and divvied up like E3 and then said the hours that like there were you know twelve minutes on screen. Or there were nine like hours of conferences, and here's your pie chart for how much was taken <laughs> up by each game, and like a quarter of it is just going to be Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Uh. Then we uh, see Sea of Thieves DLC. Still trying to save that game. Still trying. It uh, it, the funny, <laughs> it, the trailer is ironic, if anything, for that DLC because it's what I believe is a player character showing up to this uh fortune teller. Fortune teller. Yeah hands her an orb that she is like holy shit and like goes into this story about this orb which is the dlc and then it pops back out of that to her holding it and looking at him and the player characters just kind of like looking around at other stuff in the store he was like he was like reading a book or like yeah, he's playing like, on a phone or yeah something he's like stupid. rummaging through whatever's whatever's around and she's like you just want to know how much this is worth isn't it He's like, yeah. She's like, I'll give you five gold. He's like, all right, perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's exactly what's going to happen to your entire campaign. You went, here's all this stuff. And they all went, so, like, what do I, what, <laughs> how much did I have to pay for it? Like, all right, well, cool. Anyway, good to see him still trying. Keep going. You'll you got get a, there. You got a year's worth of a dev cycle to try to save your game. Then we go to Horizon 4. Forza Horizon 4. One of the, uh, one of the good ones. One of the came, good ones. One of the, one of the probably. Uh, let's see here. If we're talking about things, the second thing I'm excited for. The third thing I'm excited for. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it to Battlefield Five Anthem, and then we'll reach Horizon. I'm excited for Metro, but not like Division would crazy. be number one on that list. Oh yeah, if we if we actually break down like my top ten out of E3, it's it's in there, but it's yeah, not. Maybe we'll do that if we have time, which we're probably not going to. Probably not. Uh, so we go to Horizon Four. They show off uh it's the same map but there's four the seasons are actually like changing throughout uh if it changes seasons there's new map areas that might be open there's a giant lake it goes to winter lake freezes over you can drive on the lake cool yeah forza basically looked at the crew and said fuck you we can do it better yeah uh and it immediately went from matt and i going well we could buy the crew at the end of the month or we could buy forza in october forza in october mm-hmm. second sounds good <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that. Like I, 
it looks it looks really good and i and i well because i also enjoy this technically is a two-year card cycle for us because we played horizon three mm-hmm. and i've had like i've had card game or card games but they're old ones that i've just like installed just to have a race around yeah it's like getting back to that like even when we were playing the crew when we were talking about it last week it's like man it feels good to just be in a driving game again yeah and then i was like man horizon four is coming and then this Actually, showed up and i was like yes we saw when we saw Horizon Four. I was like, "Oh shit, man! I gotta download Horizon Three and and finish, and finish it, it finally." Yeah, that's right. I forget you never finished that. Uh, so that's out October second. Then we get into Phil Spencer coming back out and discussing how they have bought studios. And here we go. They have a new studio called The Initiative. That one they created. I think, yep. Right. That one they created, uh, they did not discuss what they were going to be making or anything. Uh, they confirmed that they bought Undead Labs, which are the makers of uh, State of Decay. That makes sense. They were basically a second party yep. studio. Then they confirmed that they bought Playground Games, who makes Horizon. Also makes sense. Then they bought Ninja Theory. This one hurt. Me. Uh, who were the makers of Hellblade. That was... I'm, I I want to know the story with that because like I apparently I saw online that apparently something happened between Ninja Theory and and PlayStation. There was some drama that took place there. Oh jeez! So I'm genuinely curious. They probably hate Asians. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious <laughs> to uh, to know what because that that was like they're they're going places. Yeah. So, uh, and then Compulsion Games uh, also was bought by them, the makers of We Happy Few. That dirt bikes suck. <laughs> Unless you own one. I don't even know if that was a dirt bike. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Probably a side-by-side. Side. Uh, that's a four-wheeler. So Compulsion Games is also bought by Xbox. They're the makers of We Happy Few, and they show that off a little bit. It's going to be coming out on August 10th. And then my next highlight is I wrote PUBG BS. <laughs> They showed the most unrealistic PUBG trailer I've ever seen. Yep. Now, granted, I've never actually played this game, but I've watched far too much of it because of Twitch. And never have I ever seen any gameplay that even comes close to resembling what they showed off. Oh, yeah. it's I mean, not even close. They talk about a winter map that's coming. Uh, there's that winter cutscene at the end there, and then I think mm-hmm. they're running along the island. And on the island roofs, it talks about when that map is coming to Xbox. But I was just like, oh, uh, boy, you're trying. It's it's sweet that you're trying, PUBG, but oh, man. Then we go real anime. And we do a Tales of Vesperia remake. Or now remake, remaster. So cool. I mean, people that love the Tales series, I'm sure they'll be pumped about that. Then we talk about the Division 2, but we're not going to talk about that right here. We're going to move that to Ubisoft's conference. Uh, they talk about Game Pass, whatever her name was. She talks about Game Pass. Really weird. They're talking about like, oh, Master Chief Collection will be on it at some point soon. Don't tell you mm-hmm. when. And it's like, well, I, what? I, I, okay. I think the takeaway was that it was successful and they're going to be. That seemed like an investor call yeah. where they're like, hey, we still have this service. And I was like, okay. Uh, then ID at Xbox comes out. What comes out? Uh, we have a sweet montage that puts way too many games in there for me to call out. So you can just go watch the cut of the ID at Xbox if you want to. 
that's all their indie stuff. Uh, cool stuff. Just because they they're the ones that initially like their their indie studios are, are pretty cool. Yeah. Tomb Raider shows up. More on that later when we talk about Square. Session is a skating game coming in 2019 that was funded on Kickstarter. And if Session is the game that I think it is, it controlled like dick when I played the demo. We never saw Shenmue. We never saw Shenmue. I just thought about that. Kickstarter. Yep. So Session, it's supposed to be a spiritual successor to Skate or like in that same... Uh, kind of like controls and stuff, but mm-hmm. it controlled so poorly for me when I had it. I don't, I don't, I appreciate the attempt. <laughs> then Black Desert gets announced for Xbox. And Black Desert is a giant MMO in Asia. Todd and I have played, we've talked about it on this before. And we've played, I don't know, I've got like a hundred and some odd hours into that game. Todd's probably got triple that. You can farm while you're AFK. Like you can just leave it on overnight, and it'll just fish for you. There's a lot of weird stuff in there. Cool. Curious to see what they um, what they do, like how they integrate it with the controller and everything. Yeah, that's that's the big thing for me. Uh, then we get a Devil May Cry Five announcement for Spring 2019. Cool. New Devil May Cry. And spring 2019 indicates that they moved out of, probably of the February window. They're probably in like April and March. Uh, Cuphead DLC gets shown off. Also cool. Another another darling game for Xbox. Tunic the Fox is that kind of isometric 2D Zelda looking one where he's chopping the weeds. Okay. I mean, it's like a really polygon game, so polygons very there's triangles and things then we see jump force which i don't like the name still i haven't liked the name since i heard it thought maybe i would like it more later i still haven't which one was that again jump force is the game with naruto dragon ball one piece death note and whoever else they put in the game it's like an anime street fighter yeah basically an anime brawl I'm really curious to figure out how Death Note works in that, though. You just write names down. <laughs> the person dies. Yeah, you're just you're yeah. just standing there. You're like, huh? I see. Yeah, Goku. <laughs> I win. I'm moving on. Uh, I hope that's his like whatever super super. Is it's just it. the game ending? Uh, then we go. We see Dying Light Two. That's um. I feel like that's going to be like the sleeper of the. Dying Light 2 is very cool for a uh, to show it Xbox. We know it won't be only Xbox, but for them to have that is is a good is a good win for them in terms of conference power. And it it looks like they took a lot of what was good about 1 and kept it in 2 and then went we can make this deeper and made it deeper, actually giving you choices in an, like an RPG setting. Uh, choices in conversation about how you want to handle certain situations, taking over the town like it was. Uh, you can give water to some people, or you can uh, give water to them a different way. One might make it the black market. One might mean that the town gets taken over by a certain gang. Yada yada. Yeah, dying. The first one is one of those games that um, 
Like it's it's on a, a very short list of games that I wish I had played. Yes, and it also is the reason that you see everything coming out in January and February now. It was the like first one to do that and be wholly recognized for doing it. Yeah. So I'm excited for that one. Then we see a new Battletoads. Kind of out of left field there. I don't care about Battletoads. I don't know if you... I don't, I don't care either. But the people that do, I'm sure they are pumped. Uh, Just Cause 4 gets announced. We'll talk more about that. Square. And then Gears of War shows up. <laughs> and Gears of War shows up and then does the weirdest thing I think they could have. Well, first off... Well, Go ahead. They, uh, they bust through a wall... Um, Kool Aid Man style with a Funko Pop head. Yep. Uh, what's it? Gears Funko or whatever. What's it called? Uh, Gears Pop or Gears Funko. Yep. It's a Funko Pop game that'll be coming out in 2019 and also be on mobile. I wonder if that's like their version of like a Legos. I'm wondering style. if I'm wondering if that will be the new version of Legos. Oh, fucking kill me. Like we'll now have Funko Harry Potter. <sighs> Could the world get any worse? Yes. All right. I just didn't want to answer it for you. Gears Tactics is a prequel game. It's turn-based and coming for PC. Uh, Name a good game with the tactics in the title. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Shadowrun? It's hard. Does Shadowrun have a tactics? I don't know. That was just me trolling. That's my only thing I can think of. Uh, that being said, I'm assuming it would play very XCOM-like. Like, yeah. Gears Gears could very well just take the XCOM engine and go, and there we are. You just have over-the-shoulder shots of Dom missing people from two feet away because their chance was 70%. And you I got find the- it interesting that they are making such a hard push with the Gears franchise. Like, it definitely has more um, street cred than perhaps Halo does. Um, it also has something to show. True. Um, but it's kind of like, a, I don't know, it just seems weird that they're pushing so hard with it. Because that's, um, I mean, he said he said Gears of War Tactics, which, and then we saw um, a really, I don't know, I'm going to say bizarre trailer, teaser, or whatever cinematic for Gears 5. Yeah, very, clearly in-game. Yeah, but but cinematic. Yeah, um, I don't know if the storyline's relevant. Like, if that was something someone who was really into gears would understand. But I, don't I watched know. it and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is weird. So. Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on, but at the same time, it looked good. Yeah, it looked and right. it, it it very much looked like gears. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing for it, but it was gears. Uh, they Phil Spencer comes back out and says, "Hey, we're also working on." on game streaming. Uh, we're also working on our AI and we are working on our next Xbox console. It's called Skynet. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) weirdly enough, you combine all those things, Skynet. Uh, and then he goes to walk away and the credits or whatever are rolling and it's interrupted by like this hacker screen. And here's cyberpunk 2077. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I have, um... I, I'm slightly annoyed by the Cyberpunk 2077 thing. Go for it. Um, the... The what the what they showed was cool, um, but it was pretty much like a, a trailer. Um, there was no gameplay. Nope. But it was so well received, which I find is really frustrating. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was no gameplay, and really, it was it wasn't like the trailer was great, but it didn't really. It just showed you the aesthetic of the game, really. Yep, and that's all. I mean, at the at the same time, because I I I, I don't agree. mind. I, I agree. I'm also like frustrated with just I, I guess how there's two it, there's two things that go into it. CD Projekt Red can't do anything wrong right now. Bingo. Two because they went radio silent for so long and would not talk about it. The fact that then they get to blow their load here. And everybody else gets to blow their load at the same time. It's one giant orgy for everybody just to go, oh, my God, did you see this moment? And then there's this thing. And then there's this aesthetic. And I'm like, it's just called Outrun and Vaporwave. Like, yeah, it's, are we done? It's cyberpunk. Like, it's, it's, it, is the, it is the aesthetic of the name of the game. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not hard. Nate's so upset about it, he's throwing hangers. Some macking hangers around and... Yeah, like Kissing I don't babies. mind like what they showed. I think it looks good. You know, I CD Projekt Red. I I feel that they will not mess it up. What is what's irritating is is the general reaction where everyone's freaking out. And if it was any other developer, any other game in the same situation, it would at least be fifty fifty where people would be carrying around fucking pitchforks, getting ready to murder someone. Be like, can you show us something? And yeah, then... or people would be like fanboying. And we just have all fanboying now. Yeah. Uh, that there's also uh, because it went through like this command line situation of doing sweet hacker code and stuff. There is at one moment when I joked and I was like, "Man, those look all like a bunch of game keys mm-hmm. scrolling by." Those are all Witcher Three game code game keys. Were they? Yep. Oh, that's somebody sweet. somebody confirmed that they were Witcher Three yeah. game keys. 
Uh, then there was the still that got pulled off. Yeah, the letter at the end. The letter from Project Red that's, that talks about kind of like why they went dark and why they showed up here. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Um, they, they're they really good at, at putting in those personal they're, touches. Yeah, they're very they're a very personal company. They do it well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture I added lower down in the dock. I did not, but I will look at it. Uh, it's from the same thing. It's uh, just a text grab where it's going through... Uh, like things it's activating or whatever. Uh huh. And it's uh, it's status scan ports project uh CD project red yada yada, and it says project red one hundred eight. Uh, and it says <laughs> we leave greed to others. Hmm. Closed. <laughs> then it talks about a trailer and it talks about uh something else, but. It specifically throws the "we leave greed to others" right at, yeah, pretty much directly EA, <laughs> inadvertently because they're the most greedy ones that are mentioned or are, are around. They don't call them out by name, but if you think greedy, you think EA. So, yeah, I thought it's just fun little touches there by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's more. There's like questions. I, th- I can't remember if it's in the still or not. They're like loot boxes in a single player game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know. <they're, laughs> Have a there's they answer a couple of questions and stuff, so cool, good. Uh, I'm still I'm I mean I'm hyped, but I'm not I'm not going to start claiming it's the best game ever. Obviously, yeah. like I'm not, not I'm not an idiot. Mal- hyped. Like I'm, it'll, I'm when really, it gets here, I'll be pumped. But before that, I'm staying away. I'm really intrigued because I know like I I didn't rumors it's first it. person. Yeah, which is the other yeah. interesting part. I didn't get into it. I didn't get I didn't get into Witcher Three. But I know how big and how detailed that world is, and it's going to be really interesting to see that applied to. And they also said this is bigger. Yeah, so apply all that to like this aesthetic and this type of game. It's going to be real fucking interesting. Yeah. So that's it for Microsoft. Overall, really well done. Yeah. Uh, A couple weird moments that some stuff went on too long, and some other Mm -hmm. stuff just didn't need to be shown. It was. It was a very. It was a standard every time press conference that uh, was. in a year that Solid. most other people didn't do standard, it was a good good call. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that ran on too long, but these will be repeated. Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. ran on too long. Uh, so, but I I think the biggest takeaway for me, I feel like, is um, them purchasing or acquiring or whatever that those studios. Like it's a, it's a very big call because we had said they don't have anything; they need to buy, and they proved out and bought out they did and it was nice to see them double down and like commit hardcore to like fighting like they to, you know. they are very much they are in a very good spot come next gen yeah oh yeah next it's gonna be i'm they are they have been they these last arguably three years have been them just going build up a user base build up a user base give the reason to you give the user a reason to come here give the reason the user come and they just are keep doing it yeah and if Sony's not careful, they're going to lose it. Oh, yeah. That's that's very Not true. this generation. They're too far ahead. Next generation is a chance they lose it. So that's <laughs> the end of Microsoft. And now we go right into Bethesda. Also up there for potentially my favorite conference at the same time. And also not. It's, it, it's a real 50-50. I could flip a coin if I really wanted to. Yeah. Bethesda starts off with Andrew W.K., I still don't know why. <laughs> um, 
the uh interesting choice in this particular scenario was the fact that they legitimately started off with him playing music and that was like nothing else they allowed him to be him and play a live show yeah which would have been fine if like for example they were showing a sizzle reel of gameplay like that sizzle reel that they showed of gameplay yeah that wasn't that wasn't happening with him doing it yeah that would have been a great time you know to have him playing live but they chose not to no like hey how about we just have him come out and play a song and then we'll show gameplay and talk about that. It's like, yeah. wait, wait, no, no, no. At the same time, same time, people. It was just, it was just really awkward for an E three press conference. Yes, yeah. because you're not having people standing up, going, yeah, rocking out. It's all people like sitting in chairs, like, you know. I mean, those Asian people were loving him. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> giant Asia. What do you want? It's huge over there. Uh, so then we they trot out Rage two. They have him. They're like, Yo, what better artist for Rage two than Andrew WK? Yeah. Uh, they show some stuff. Looks pretty cool. Looks like there's a bunch of powers, and this uh, the driving, the combat looks uh, crazy. Yeah, it's it, interesting. It looks waste like Mad Max with just cause, mm-hmm. but with superpowers. I don't know. It's like a really I, weird. <laughs> I'll 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 see her for afterwards, but no, I, you can I, go for it. You know. No, it's 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 better if I wait because I, I it's well. That's the I only time we're like, talking about Rage 2. I know, but I feel like Bethesda's uh, turning everything like all of their games are kind of uh, merging together. Like oh, they, no. they have all like Rage we're, 2, we're start, Doom, start, starting, Prey, to blur, starting to blur the lines a little bit. Wolfenstein, like they're all starting to become these like, you know, like hardcore, like uh, dirty action shooters, RPG shooters, know, gritty yeah. shooters. Uh, then we go from. Crazy Angel WK, and we slow it right down. We immediately start talking about the Elder Scrolls Legends, which is the card game. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Coming to Switch, Xbox, and PS4. Uh, then we talk about the Elder Scrolls Online, and it's getting werewolves. Awoo. Werewolves of London. Uh, we go right from that to Doom Eternal. Which was a teaser. Yeah, pretty much just a teaser. They say we're going to hear more about it at QuakeCon. They, they teased it. It's pretty teased. much Doom 2. That's what I would assume it to be. Uh, it, it, it more Doom. I can't complain. They did so well with the first one. Let's go for a second one. Uh, and then they talk about Quake Champions. Kind of do a breakdown of what they've changed and stuff like that. I still don't care about Quake anymore. Like, I I feel like it had its moment about fifteen years ago. And we're kind yeah, of moving on. I mean, it's we got Overwatch now. We're done. But yeah, some people just still love Quake. But that's also why uh, Cliffy B's done. Because <laughs> he tried and he failed. <laughs> then we talk about Prey in a really weird office video joking about mimics. Uh, I don't know. It was it was just kind of like whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, if, you, if you're a Prey fan, I'm sure. It was yeah, if you're a Prey fan, I'm sure you... Uh, just breathe out your nose a little heavier. I hope your I hope your sense of humor is not that easy. Uh, there's a free update though. It's going to add three modes. There's a DLC called Moon Crash, which is basically an endless mode, and that's out now. We talked about that earlier. So okay, cool. Still updating the game. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood gets shown. Trailer, no like actual gameplay. But Wolfenstein Youngblood, it's 1980s Paris. It's a co-op game. 
in which you play as BJ Blazkowicz's twin daughters. It's a cool direction. It is. I like the idea of slaughtering Nazis in co-op. Bro, watch me rip his face off. <laughs> uh, uh, and we go to... They they hate Nazis at uh, Bethesda. Yeah, in case you weren't curious, if you want to see some, uh, a bunch of what are probably in boardrooms during part of their day, guys go, fuck Nazis. Watch Bethesda. It's pretty good. Uh, we do a little bit of VR. They talk about Prey VR. Uh, there's like a puzzle experience along with, I think, part of that Endless Mode might have had it. But there's like this puzzle experience where you're like apparently walking through the Institute like trying to solve puzzles. Okay. And then there's a Wolfenstein VR one called Cyberpilot in which you're basically a hacker who takes over some of the Nazis' mechs and uses them to wreak havoc on their own people. Because, once again, kill Nazis. Then we announce... Well, we... Then they announce Skyrim for Alexa. I love everything about this situation. <laughs> so, there's there's two really good digs. They... Earlier when they talk about Rage 2, they say thanks to our friends at Walmart Canada. So, good dig there. Screw you, Walmart. And then we get to this, and they're like, we understand we've put Skyrim on everything. So, what if we put it on Alexa, and you play by voice command? And they have Keegan-Michael Key doing it. And it's very well done. It's like maybe a minute 30. Yeah, the skit was a work of art, really. Because it's... It was timed like it was a minute and a half so it was short and sweet it was fucking hilarious uh and then the best part is they actually fucking did it yep <laughs> which is like i feel like we should be almost insulted by that <laughs> i like feel like we should be in the face we like, should be insulted ah, gotcha but at the same time we thought the joke was so good when we watched the conference and then they went wait there's another layer to this joke and then we all went, fuck you. <laughs> it was very much that, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got me really good with that one. And yeah. Fus Rota. Yeah, it was really good. I, I enjoyed the skit. It was, you know, him clearing the table and all that. Just, it was fun. It was a good minute 30 all to watch. The cheese. All the cheese. Yeah. Do I have any more health potions? No. How many wheels of cheese do I have? 432. I eat all of it. Every last one. Dragon breathes flame on you. You have 7% left. <laughs> yeah. Definitely go uh, watch the video. And then if you have an Amazon Alexa. Play Skyrim. Alexa, download Skyrim? Sorry. I don't know if that worked or not. You let me know. I <laughs> should uh, give that a shot, I think. Probably be fun. I don't have an Alexa. I wonder, I wonder like, if it's like just a little, like, I'm sure, I'm assuming it's just like a little tiny adventure. Yeah, like you, there's probably just that skit. <laughs> uh, the reviews are also great. It's just a bunch of people commenting like Fusroda and yada yada. <laughs> now here comes Todd Howard. Again. That, that magnificent bastard. The oil tycoon himself. <laughs> there's so few people that are going to get that. Uh, brings the sev- Fallout 76 deets. Lots of deets. We got a long time talking about Fallout 76 because as Pete Hines said at one point, you're not leaving for a while, which sounded like we were trapped in the conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciated their... Um, I like the way that they presented Fallout in 76 because they gave enough to like um, 
make people feel better about it, I feel like. Yeah. But not enough to where they were like, you know. Here's shun- everything. Here's yeah, everything. Here's, yeah. here's everything. And he walked around the stage and he was like, it was like very personal feeling. Yeah. There's very few people that get the, maybe there's more behind the scenes. Yeah. But there's very few people that companies all over can have that are a Todd Howard. Todd, I, along ignore the fact that he's developed, I don't know, he's the lead developer on how many award-winning games. Yeah, you take all that away. When he actually does a presentation, it's personal. It's informative. He's not stuttering around. He does everything well. And you get like the Wolfenstein guys out there, or even I think it was the, a couple of the other guys, and they're like, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah like the prey people the prey people kind of it's like awkward it's it's not well done they're not public speaking people and Todd's just like even if he's not a public speaking person it's very much this is my bro who just made a game he's just telling me about it yeah like there's no there's no this is my overlord like Pete, Pete Hines is really good at it too but Todd's wandering around the stage and engaging every part of the audience was very very personal and very well done there's nobody else, yeah, that I, that, can, that can hold an audience like he can. When he's talking about a no, game. No, there's really I can't think of anyone. EA's see a solitude person, like they just get so damn emotional they're on stage. And like I get it, it's a big moment for you, but at the same time, like we got stuff to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we get to Fallout seventy six details. Yeah, it's a prequel. It's the first vault mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about. I have beef with that whole thing. A little bit. Being I have a one, I have one. I have one specific beef. Okay. They were showing the gameplay. All right. You're getting attacked by super mutants. Okay. Yep. Technically, not, technically not exist. Yep. Knew you were going to say that. That that one thing bothers me for some reason. Weird. Yeah. Purist. So could be. I, the, the, <laughs> I read the terminal. The early not leaks. Around. The early leaks of the game did say that there was going to be some retcons that happen. Yep. So. so. It'll be the creation of Super Mutants. Uh, it's four times the size of Fallout 4. Which is mind-blowing. Yep. I think it was something like Fallout 4 is like 3.5 miles across, like left to right of the map. And this one's like 15 or something. Around there. So I was like, yep, makes sense. There are six regions. There's also something about that you can see 16 times farther or something. Like you can see weather systems. Yeah, they, the they increase the draw distance like significantly. Yeah, and you can see other weather systems happening. Like you can tell it's raining somewhere else. Yeah, uh, it's entirely online, but you can play solo, and it's going to be out November fourteenth. So I at least get that part right. Yep. Um, there was a couple things that I was worried about um, that they touched on. I think um, I don't know if they touched on it during the conference or later on. I'm skewing everything together, but um, I, I will keep you in check. Uh. They are limiting the amount of people to a map to, I think uh, they said, uh, 20 to 30 people. Yep, they said dozens, not hundreds. Exactly, and they said they wanted to make it feel special when you come across another player. Um, and uh, the other part was the news. Which, I, real quick, I have a feeling will not be as rare as they want it to be. I don't... Well, it's going to be very GTA Online-esque because you're going to be able to see the people where everyone is on the maps at all times. Mm. And they said they're doing that for better or for worse. Oh, so all right. Um, you know, 
you can find people if you want to find people. Uh, the one thing I was really worried about was the nukes. Um, I'm not a super like I when I play online games, I don't like to be fucking harassed all the time. Yeah, I don't have, I don't um, have time for that. That's what the one downside of GTA Online. And um, the nukes, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna suck. But they go into detail, and I think this was outside of the press conference. But they go into the details about like acquiring the codes to launch a nuke is going to be like high end content like high-end end game content it's gonna be very hard it's gonna take a lot of work a lot of time um and they said that there's incentives in place to make it uh it like a bad idea to launch a nuke at other players namely the fact that like that's how you get the end game content is by nuking an area and then going into it into the fallout Mm -hmm. because it mutates that particular area right um so if anything, if you drop a nuke on a player, it doesn't necessarily kill the player or remove them or do anything. You're actually doing them a favor by basically placing a yeah. ton of endgame content right there right. for them to get to immediately. It'd be funny if they mutated you and you just became this giant badass. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Did you? Did... I, didn't, I didn't look at anything after the conference. All right. So the perk system's interesting. Go into mm. that real quick. Getting rid of the Fallout 4 perk system. It's cards now. Okay. Cards, and you can switch them out. So you basically oh, get okay, like a okay. hand of cards, and you can choose what your perks are. And so you can probably run like what, like f- how many active at a time? I didn't. I didn't see. Okay. Um, I don't know if they if they said it or not, but uh, you can choose to have a perk permanently, and I'm assuming that'll have some sort of boon. Um, but there are mutations that you can acquire, mm. and they're very much like in the Skyrim. Can I get like twenty si- twenty times the size right arm or something? It's it's very much in the just walk like, around bulked up on one side of. From the way they were talking to about it, it reminds me of the whole idea of becoming a vampire or a werewolf in Elder Scrolls. Oh God! So like, you know, if you become a vampire in Elder Scrolls, you have all these you you, you know you, you have all these advantages, mm-hmm. but the big disadvantage is obviously of like the sunlight fucking hurts you. Like there's it's going to be a balance thing. Well, that I mean Twilight. So sparkles, sparkles. Sunshine and sparkles. Twilight came up in conversation at my uh, work the other day. Actually, I honestly, knowing where you work, I won't be surprised depending on who you say brought it up. The question was, "Oh God, what's the worst film franchise you could think of?" And my answer immediately was Twilight. <laughs> Man, it's up there. It's definitely up there. That was the first one that came to my mind. That's the. I don't that know. That would if... be an immediate one for me that would come to my mind. I'd, I'd have to think about it. Yeah. We, we can come back yeah. to it. In the so that's Fallout seventy six. There's a yeah. I'm pumped. At, it's yeah, cool. They're I'm gonna pumped. have a beta. We're gonna play the um, shit out of that land style. Yeah, right after we get done with Red Dead. Hey, you say land style. We got the room. I have an office built to do this. So uh, so many games to play. But I'm I'm I'm. I'm totally down. I mean, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't we? I loved how we played Fallout 4. We've talked about it before, but we, uh, you, me, and Tyler all played, started at the same time in the same room, and it was the enjoyment of, oh, man, I got to grab a drink or I got to take a piss, and then check on what the other two people are doing, and no one's where the other ones are. It was it was awesome. That was that was uh, one of my fond memories, gaming memories. It, it, is, it is up there in, in top 10 memories for sure. Uh, yep. So that's Fallout seventy six. Now we go to 
the Elder Scrolls mobile game called Blades. Yeah. It is free and it's Elder Scrolls 6. No, not really. Um, It's going to be free. It's there's three like modes Uh, you can play against people in VR and on your phone. It seems simple. It looked like it was running well for for a mobile game. But at the same time, I'm like, is this where we really wanted to go with your innovative, your innovative brain, Todd Howard? There was, um, I feel like it's, uh, it, I don't know. It looked really nice and it seemed to run really well, but, um, I, I have a feeling it's going to favor the iPhone pretty heavily. Yeah, probably. So, unless you're playing on like a Razer phone or, you know, one of the, one of the gaming phones. Yeah. Then we have the quick reminder that Fallout Shelter are coming to Switch and PS4. And then we say, hey, how about one more thing? And they announce Starfield, their space game. Don't really say anything else other than that. I don't think they even gave a date. They just confirmed they're working on Starfield. Yeah, I think they um, will continue, actually continue. And then they say, how about one more thing? And they show Elder Scrolls 6, same exact thing. They say, coming after Starfield, and they show Elder Scrolls 6 over, like, a kind of mountainy area, and then just put the logo up that says Elder Scrolls 6. Um, I don't know the details behind it, and I can't remember which one they, they referenced that, but they referred to one of them as a next-gen title. I believe they started with Starfield and said next-gen. Yeah. So, to give you a rough idea, and I... I'm of two minds of this. I wish they would have made it more apparent that these games were like not even remotely close to coming out. Right. But I'm glad that they said, hey, these exist. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad they, they at least gave you an order. Yeah, like, exactly. Elder Scrolls 6 is happening. We're doing Starfield first. Yeah. Shut up. That's what I wish <laughs> they would have done is that exact thing. Um, but the rumors place the PlayStation 5. And this is just the PlayStation 5. So... That's the most rumors we know of right now. At 2021, at the earliest, I think. I have 2020, 2021, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think there's a chance we see it, or at least announced in 2020, and then potentially announced and released in the same yeah. year. So, like, the CEO said, you know, whatever. He said end of life for the, the PS4 was 2021 or something along those lines. Right. So, which end of life for the PS3 was three years, or like two or three years into the life of the PS4. So, I yeah. mean, take take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Starfield's three years out, uh, at least. Uh, I, I'd say we could see it in two. Depend, um, depends on how much they actually want to... How how far along they actually are, because we've heard about it for a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. And um, seeing how Fallout 76 looks like it's running on the Fallout 4 engine, there's a good Fallout chance. Fallout 76 apparently has been in development since... Fallout 4 was yeah. in development. They're like, what about an online weird. game? And then they, he's like, we couldn't shake the idea, so we just had to do it. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, probably th- two or three years for Starfield. Yep. And probably another year at least. to six for Elder Scrolls, I would just, I, I think. Five I mean, minimum, it's a, at least a year after Starfield. Yeah. At least. Then we get to Devolver. That's it for Bethesda. Uh... Where, I mean, we're through three conferences so far. You got a ranking? One through three? I don't know. I mean, I 
I'm weird. I'd probably be going Microsoft, Bethesda, EA. Yeah. Um, for me. Objectively, yes. Subjectively, I think I enjoyed Bethesda's kind Subject- of uh, Subjectively, I agree as well. Uh, I will ob- say... Objectively, Microsoft was a better conference. Mm-hmm. Subjectively, Fallout had more I... Or, uh, <laughs> Fallout, exactly. Bethesda had more I cared about. Or more I was... I don't even know more I cared about, more that I was like wanting to get yeah. to. Because I, so, I got real hyped at the 76 stuff. If you're not... Speaking of Devolver, I would say that um, if you're not an absolute like hardcore uh, gamer, and by hardcore gamer, I mean like if you're not like super interested in the industry yeah. and all that good stuff... Uh, you should just watch the Devolver conference and just get the highlights for everyone else. Yeah. Because uh, Devolver's is like pure entertainment. Devolver's <laughs> pure entertainment at the same time. They showed some they, good games. They showed some good games, but they also make the point where they're being funny with what they're saying. But it's damningly true and people just ignore it. Like, And they just keep shoving loot boxes down your throat and we don't understand why the fuck you keep buying them and it's like exactly exactly gaming industry do you get it do you fucking get it anyway so devolver real quick i wrote this all in one one bullet point they showed scum it's uh an island with prisoners that are trying to escape battle royale, battle royale. they also show my friend pedro that one looks that I mean, one looks i'm cool. not gonna try to describe it it's a shooter it's of some uh, kind, but it's looks great it's John Wick with a, a banana bike helmet <laughs> and, a, and a 2D side and a 2D side scroller. Like it's 2D side scroller that's nothing but just action the entire time. Looks pretty cool. And then they announce loot box coin. Matt will give us the current pro, the current price of loot box coin, but it is a cryptocurrency that cannot be mined. There is no value to it. The The value is so hidden that not even the owners know what the value of it is. Is it regulated by anybody? Hell no. Can you buy anything with it? Probably not. Does the government consider it gambling? She doesn't give a shit. Really good take on cryptocurrency, and I loved it. So they she mentioned that the price was going to fluctuate. Every hour for absolutely no reason whatsoever. The first time I, we checked it, it was at $131. Which was the night of the conference. The second time we checked it, it was $150. Yep. It is no longer available. <laughs> so. I don't remember if they were running it for a certain time or not, but. I'm assuming. Was, I'm going to uh, guess they sold out. I, I would believe it because it was just great. They're like, you can only buy it with actual money that you have in your actual bank account. <laughs> great jab at cryptocurrency. Loved it. And then they showed Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Which looked like an N64 game. <laughs> there was some. Uh, and you can check it out at the website, which is mechamericagreatagain.com. That's good stuff. Because Devolver memes their entire conference. Uh, they did say going into it, and we were talking about, like, what's Devolver going to do? What's Devolver going to do? It, just for comedy's sake, it's not like, what are they actually going to announce? They had tweeted out. Before you watch our conference tonight, you might want to watch the original RoboCop and get an idea about what we're going to do. (laughs) 
and it, it was very well done. Watch it. It's only 19 minutes. It's going to be funny. It's going to be crazy, but it's good. Uh, they have a GIF versus GIF joke. Classic. All good. From there, we reach the next day. We reach Monday, which starts with Square Enix. I mean, we're going to uh, have to pick up the pace here unless we want this to be three hours. All right. We'll pick up the pace a little bit. <laughs> Square is quick. Ubisoft. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through it. We told you it was going to be long. If we didn't, well, we did now. So, Square Enix. Uh, Tomb Raider gets talked about. September 14th. Cool. Shows a gameplay. Still Laura. Laura just murdering. Like, I'm going to paint myself in mud and disappear to the wall. I'm going to be that, that shadow scene where all of a sudden you just see my eyes closed. Very like, rainbow. Oh. Yeah, Rainbow-esque. it's very, I'm going to hide in the shadows, and all you'll see is my eyes open, and then you're dead. And it's like, okay, Laura, relax. She went to a dark place. Uh, Final Fantasy Online Stormblood, and there's a Monster Hunter tie-in, and there's another new expansion coming. Cool. I guess Final Fantasy Online is still doing well, if they're still supporting it. Then Captain Spirit gets shown again, mm. which at least here it makes sense because it's their game, but like too long. Dragon Quest Eleven gets announced coming September 4th. Near, we talked about it before. The uh, complete editions come on June twenty sixth. Octopath, Tra- Octopath Traveler gets shown off. That's coming later in July. Uh, Just Cause four gets more details, more stuff shown off, more actual like uh, things you can do with his grapple and stuff like that. That's coming December fourth. And Kingdom Hearts three once again with the same trailer we saw at Microsoft for January 29th. That's what killed me. It's not so much that they. Well, it is that they showed it. Every, like, like, it got shown, like, three or four times, but it was the same trailer every time. Except for Sony. Sony was the only one that was different. Uh, and then they announced Babylon's Fall. Don't say anything about it other than, like, a bunch of quotes. And then they talk about, they showed a game called The Quiet Man, which we'll talk more about in August, they said. Quiet Man looked like a just a silent John Wick in terms of, like, oh, I'm just going to walk into an alley. Nothing's going on. I can't hear you, and I can't talk, so I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. It was really weird. It was weird. Then we go right to Ubisoft. Had the emo haircut, too. Yeah. And we go right to Ubisoft. Ubisoft, we start with a giant dancing parade of Just Dance 2019. Classic. Exactly what we expect. Uh, I lose my prediction. It is coming out to the Wii. Not, it wasn't one of my ones that I claimed, luckily, but it is still coming both to the Wii and Wii U. Beyond Good and Evil 2 comes out next. They talk more about the characters. They have a behind-closed-doors demo. You can play alone or co-op. And everyone can be a part of it with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and his uh, company Hit Record. Basically, you can go to Hit Record and you can participate in projects that help the development of the game, like art, music, that type of thing. Interesting idea. Interesting. They show pre-alpha footage, but they never zoom in on it. Purposely, I believe, because fucking game, man. it's still so far away. Uh, somebody compla- uh, compared it uh, to... It's basically Ubisoft's Death Stranding. I was like, oh, God. I think <laughs> that's giving it too much credit. It's, it's stupidly accurate, though, where they're just going to keep showing it forever, and then it won't come out for five years. Well... <sighs> <laughs> it's already been in development, I think, for a, a while. 
right? Yeah, but they, they didn't do... Didn't they reboot it at some point? Like, re they had to restart development? Yeah, but they didn't... When they came out last year, they're like, hey, help us make this game. Sign up for the Space Monkey program. <laughs> and I was like, well, you guys haven't shown anything. And then they do this, and they're like, by the way, keep signing up, because we don't have artists, and like we need you to make stuff. And it's like, yeah. okay, then. Rainbow Six Siege people come out. Uh, they talk about a documentary that they made about some of the Rainbow Six players. Okay. Then a really weird Trials, like Trials Rising gets announced. Uh, the guy rides in on a motorcycle. Okay. Makes like makes sense. The whole thing makes sense. But then it's the, the awkward like destruction of a clearly of a horribly fake podium and he just seems like not a good press person. Like he, I can understand where he's like a funny value type thing, probably better in an interview or like actually demoing the game. But that moment just didn't to me, didn't go over well. Uh, there's a closed beta sign up now and it's out in February, 2019 on all consoles. So trials also coming to February along with every other game. For sake of going in order, I'll keep doing this way. But then we get to the division two, and Nate's hype train goes right off the rails because it was going too fast, <laughs> trying to get to the end. Division two, get a gameplay and trailer. They talk about end game specialization, so you have crossbow. You can either get a crossbow at the end of the so you reach level thirty, and then there's a new like talent tier that gives you something else to keep progressing towards which one has a crossbow, one has a grenade launcher, and one has a sniper rifle. Uh, they announced there's eight-player raids coming to the division, and there's three DLCs that are coming out for free after launch, kind of like their year one plan. The game will be coming out March 2019. 2019. Yeah. Hype? I'm interested. I am. I am committed. Yeah. I, I'm still super worried about the story. Yeah. Uh, because I really love Division One story, but game wise, it looks like it's more Division, and that they kept what was good and expounded on it, which is exactly what I want them to do. Don't blow anything away. Uh, it takes place. I don't. We didn't say this. It takes place in Washington D.C. So another notable area with recognizable landmarks. So it should be pretty cool. Faux shizzle. Faux shizzle nizzles. Then we go to Mario Rabbids, and it has a Donkey Kong DLC. We've talked about this before, but this is kind of actually them like reminding us and breaking it down a little bit. Then we show that we looked at Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones is supposed to be coming in 2019. I believe there was both boat combat and you not being on the boat, which I, I don't know if I'm correct on that. I I'm interested in this game. I don't remember what I saw, so yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not interested, so it's not good to ask me about it. But I just, I'm, I, I am a gamer. I'm just done with boats. Like, he hates boats, man. I don't mind them if they're like a little part of a game. Like, oh, hey, there's this rat. Like the Assassin's Creed ones in the most recent one. I didn't care for the giant sea battle, but when they're like, oh yeah, there are boats. Like you can run onto them or steal like the little rafts to get across lakes and stuff. I was like, yes, this is what I want. I don't need these giant sea battles. Like it's just not me. I don't just. I just. I don't know. Just I don't enjoy it. Poor taste. There it is. That's what I was <laughs> waiting for. Uh, and then transference gets talked about. It's with Elijah Wood. 
So already we've had two celebrities, which is more than every other conference. Hey, Bethesda had Todd Howard. True, he's bigger than both these guys, actually. Uh, Elijah Wood comes out, talks about it's a first-person exploration VR game. Horror-type game. You're going through people's memories and stuff. Looks interesting. Then Starlink gets talked about. Comes out October 16th. It is a Toys to Life game, which I think is really interesting. Ooh, it's bad a, idea. It's a, I mean, it, they, might, they wouldn't classify it as one, but you're building the toy to they then put in the game. Too. Yeah. Uh, and Star Fox is coming to that, except he is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch version. Gotcha. Boom. Suck it. Then we go to For Honor. For Honor is free until Monday. If you log into Steam, it's free. Just claim it. I need to do that. Remind me to do that. Or if you if it's not Steam, maybe you play. But you can get For Honor for free. Just figure out how by Monday. So like two days from whenever you listen to this. New DLC is coming out on October 16th. I think they were going to China? China. Okay. And there's a 4v4 Castle Siege mode coming. Cool. We go right to the crew, too. Luckily, we don't stick on it long. There's going to be an open beta on June 21st, and it's out on June 26th. So that's really all they need. And then we talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which, damn it, kind of. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you get to pick a male or female character. It takes place in ancient Greece. Uh, it's going to be out October 5th. You are using a part of like Leonidas's spear that might it looks like it's a piece of Eden because it's got that glow to it and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's much more RPG. You're actually picking responses. It, it's, an, it's, it's a, I like it. I like what we're seeing. I don't like that it's out this year. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm like having mixed feelings about it because, um, it definitely looks uh, unpolished. Yeah. Um, and it's frustrating from the story perspective of like, so you have origins and that's supposed to be the origins of the assassins and all that good stuff. Yep. And then you have this game that's taking place roughly 400 years before it. Yep. And it's just like, all right, how are we going to make this work? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I just don't like it because I was, I really enjoyed them taking the year off for yeah. Origins and making Origins what it was. And I wish they were taking another year and just making Odyssey what it could be. Yeah. I mean, Origins is really good. And it's been, it's probably my favorite game of, like, it's it was one of my top games that I played recently. Mm-hmm. And I'll wait. I'll wait. I mean, we'll see, I guess. We'll I see. mean, Assassin's Creed for me is always a Christmas game anyway. It's it's like one of the, like, I know what's under the tree situations. It's always going to be an Assassin's Creed. But it's... I, I With how much other stuff is coming out, I didn't want it this year. Yeah. It's, That's it's, the problem. We already have, we have Red Dead. We have Fallout now. We have Horizon, like... We have Battlefield Five. Like I don't need another RPG when I'm going to have all the other ones. Will I get it? Will I play it? You bet your ass I will. At the same time, it might take me like it took me. I think three months to finish, or two months, two or three months to finish Origins. When I finally like sat down and said I need to finish this, and would like jam it out. It's a long ass game too. Yeah, and I, it's saying something I didn't 
do like I got to a point in that game and I stopped doing side quests because it was just too much. Yeah. And it was an it was like in the grand scheme of things, like I thought I was getting to the end. And I was like halfway maybe there. a little over halfway and I was like, Jesus Christ. We're like, at the tippy top of the mountain. Really only halfway up. And, and I probably sunk like eighty hours into that game. Yeah. And I left like a whole swath of side quests. Yep. Yeah, it was it was uh it was great. It was just like holy shit, we gotta I gotta get this done. Then we reached Sony. So Ubisoft overall great conference. Just some awkward moments, and uh, it's just like, all right, this, the dancing thing, I get it, but like, we could have made it a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bike intro from the the uh, trials thing was just weird. I don't care about Beyond Good and Evil. Like, can we just kind of condense that down? The Joseph Gordon Levitt thing was cool, but like, we didn't need the ten minutes of like whatever beforehand. And as much as everybody loves and doesn't like the mics being left on for like the people were going specifically it happened right after the beyond good and evil guys went off stage. Their mics were still hot and you could hear uh, the female being like, yeah, we killed it. Yeah. Good job. And I'm like, cool. It's a cool human moment, but like that production wise needs to be shut off. Like you think they'd have it by now. They'd have it down by now. Yeah. Like that's literally just a kill switch and it's off. Like it's not. So, you know, whatever overall, I mean, good conference. Probably number two for me. If we're being objective about it, subjectively, it's number two and I've moved Microsoft to probably three. Actually, no, subjectively, it's probably number three with Microsoft being number two, because the only thing that's really killing it for me is the division. Like that's my that's my game out of that conference and Assassin's Creed. But whatever, who cares? Going to Sony. It's weird when Sony is half the length of Microsoft for things I can write down. Hmm. So here we go. Sony starts off. The Last of Us Part Two. We're in a barn. We're doing a barn dance. It's We're a hoedown. Church, I think actually. We're in church. We're doing a church dance. <laughs> it's not a hoedown. Uh, really weird place if you're in a church to have lesbians kiss. It's all I'm saying. I don't give a shit. Probably did it on purpose. I just think it's funny. If given, it's a church, given you know Naughty Dog in there, and religion. Uh Bar dance, they they have like the I don't remember if it's when they have the kiss that the memory trick like tricks, mm-hmm. and that's when you see her going through this gameplay scenario of slaughtering at people, and it was like oh my god, Paris Games Week was so violent. You ain't seen shit. You probably shouldn't play this game if you think Paris Games Week was violent. That's so ridiculous. Did you uh, see any of the outside nope. the conference nonsense? Nope. Essentially. Uh, so it's going to follow two timelines. Okay. The game's going to follow two timelines, and they seem to be centered around uh, that place. They they had a name for it. I can't okay. remember what it was. It started with a J. I want to say it was like Jerusalem Jackson something or whatever. Jackson City, Missouri. I don't know. The founding Maybe. fathers of uh, uh, Mormonism. Or no. The Garden of Eden, according to, is in Jackson City, Missouri, according to Mormons, I think. That'd be bizarre um it would be really bizarre but hey the mormon religion is really bizarre do 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 joseph smith and sorry <laughs> south park parts are cutting in my head dum 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 so <laughs> it's supposed to follow uh two timelines and you're gonna hop back and forth between them and it's supposed to be centered around like it's like pre uh 
an event that happens at this place and post event happening mm, at this okay. place. Like the memories or it's kind of bizarre, but the, the cut scene, the scenes that we're seeing where they were at the dance was actually the memories. Oh, and the gameplay was two years later, apparently. Okay. From what I read. So I kind of like that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy the, my, there, there was some sweet banjo playing before this. There was by a guy in a hoodie, which apparently that was a big deal. Because like it was showing up on a lot of the music subreddits because oh. apparently that that guy was like some sort of legendary banjo player. Yeah, some okay. some artist of some kind that's a big deal. I don't know. Uh, I believe there's also multiplayer confirmed. Yes, and then, uh, I as much as I didn't care for it, it was interesting, and I know a lot of people loved the multiplayer. Like it had like a weird cult to it. Yeah, uh, Gus Sarola from the uh, good old Rooster Teeth. Yeah, was a big proponent of the multiplayer. Rooster Teeth had a, a stint where they were pretty into it for a bit. Boner Jam Nine Thousand. Then they do probably the worst thing they could do, and they have this great moment. You're really kicking it off with The Last of Us, and then we immediately grab the show breaks and pull them all the way back and stop the show. Stop all the momentum we could, because we need to move people from one building to another. And while we do that, we go to, what is it, Sid Schumann and Clements and uh, Sean Layden. They're all on a desk talking about some stuff. They talk about how God of War is going to be getting a new game plus mode. Okay. I would have liked DLC, but I'll—I mean, I'll—I'll I'll, I'll start somewhere. You play God of War yet? Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, Dreams was doing all the transitions, which. Oh boy, I don't even want—I don't even want to shit on it. I think it's shit on itself. It's going to turn out being a good game, and it's going to piss everyone off. It doesn't even need to be. <laughs> I don't even care if it's good or bad. I just need it to come out or like them to show like i understand it's a hard game to show like i do know that based on what i've heard about and you know as well like with what it's uh actually trying to do mm-hmm. it's like it's more of an engine than a game yeah but it they, they've got to get in front of this and they're not <laughs> they just keep tiptoeing around the idea of what it is and it's like no you need to say something before the internet just runs wild with No Man's Sky problems. They're just going to release it, I think, on PlayStation as a free game oh, for you think PlayStation they'll, You think Plus. they'll shadow drop it? It'll be a shadow drop? Ninja release, people. It sounds way cooler. It also makes sense for some of your games. Then we go and talk about Black Ops. Black Ops is getting maps remastered from 1 and 2. The new Black Ops, that is. is going to be getting remastered maps from Black Ops 1 and 2. Uh, and they're going to be also going into Black Ops 3. And if you have PlayStation Plus currently, uh, you can get Black Ops 3 for free if you're a Plus member for the month of June. So cool. Cool free free game edition. Uh, and cool for the maps they showed. Summit. I don't think they showed Hanoi. Uh, Summit. Firing Range. Uh, a couple others. Then we talk about stuff they talked about like in their pre-show lead-up. Days Gone. They show that coming February uh, 22nd, I believe. There's another one, another RPG in February. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> uh, we see Beat Saber. It's coming to VR. Matt's pumped. I am pumped for that. And then we talk about the Destiny Beat deal. my saber. <laughs> I thought you were going to use your saber to play the game. Hey, yo. <laughs> Just attach a controller to it and swing it around. Uh, then we talk about Destiny DLC, in which, uh, spoiler alert, Cade 6 is probably dead. 
to uh, throw some gas on the fire. And throw some gas because I'm I want to shit all over it. Nathan Fillion is no longer following Bungie on Twitter. Uh oh, internal struggle? Question mark. Game needs to get rid of its characters because nobody wants to stay on that project. Am I right, Peter Dinklage? All right. Then we go back inside. And we take a look at Ghosts of Tsushima, in which a flute gets played for us beforehand. It was an intense flute playing. It was. Um, it gets a, it's a demo of, like a, I think, a Mongol invasion happening. I think it said Mongol invasion day nine or something like that. Uh, the guy is running to save this monk, has to fight the person he went with, and then kill some Mongols. Uh, oh, the Mongolians. You're making this game sound terrible, and it looks fucking amazing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, you, honestly, you should talk about it, because I, I don't want to make it sound terrible, but I don't have anything good to say. You didn't, like, you didn't think it looked good? Hmm. Uh, I think it looked all right. I think it, it like uh, it's cinematic shots, like when you see his face and stuff and everything, looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the running through like the flower field, I didn't need because there's there was no real there was no real tech being shown there because mm-hmm. like okay, so maybe the flowers break, but it was just that one, it was one color palette the entire way across. Uh, and You're, then the fighting, the fighting for me, I wish there was a UI happening. Mm-hmm. So I could see like what is being pressed because some of the UI stuff, I'm like, wait, is he hitting like a dodge button right there? Like, is that what that's happening? Cause the first guy that like walks up to him, he just sidesteps and cuts him in half. And I'm like, is that like a scripted thing? Is that a, is that an actual, like you have that counter ability? Like, I just wanted to know more about the actual controls mm-hmm. and I didn't get any of it. And then there's that moment, like one of the last kills he has, He's just standing there with like the sword by his side, and then he just <laughs> almost slowly it's just like, yeah, <laughs> and he just cuts through the guy, and then the guy falls over. And I'm like, mm, give give me give me something. <laughs> like it just there was like no fight with See, anybody lasted more than maybe two hits. It seemed, and there was just I want to, I want to combat, and I didn't get it. it. It I had no issue with it because like to me the combat. Like, it was easy for me to fill in the blanks, I feel like, because it felt reminiscent of the same type of combat that was, like, uh, Horizon or, like, kind of, like, not Assassin's Creed Origin, but the... You um, you mean Horizon Zero Dawn? Yeah. Okay. Like, the way the combat works with, like, it's... I don't know how to describe maybe, it. Maybe I just didn't melee enough during that, because I was tumbling all over the place, shooting arrows at things, and... Yeah. freaking out during that game. <laughs> there, I didn't ever walk up and walk up to But a, it was all timing based. I didn't it was walk like, up to know, the Stegosaurus you, and was like, yo. It was all like timing based. I don't know, based, by the way, I don't like, know if this is racist you know, if you time doing, like, your attack yeah. right, then you'll parry that type of stuff. You know, like... Yeah, but at that point, then I'm looking at like four honor combat because that's what that is. That's, you know, it's a three directional, you know, where am I blocking? Four directional, up, down, left, right. You know, am I, like, am I trying to do it that way? That That's where I just wanted, I wanted more information mm-hmm. to like actually see how the system worked or is it like 
you see, you know, Arkham style, you see an exclamation point above somebody's head, press triangle, and you step to the side and cut them in half. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> no, that's the thing is I see it more of like that type of combat. Or like old school Assassin's Creed? Where it's just yeah, hold old left, Assassin's hold left Creed, trigger and wait. Where like, if you, not necessarily that type of style, but like if you bad have good timing and, you know, you parry at the right moment, you'll do a killing blow type thing. Okay. But, I, can, um, I can maybe get behind it somewhat. I could probably get away with it more if it was new Assassin's Creed. Because after I got away from like the shock of having to get to a new combat system, yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was very it was, tech, not technical, but like if you paid attention and your timing was decent, yeah, you didn't have. But a, once too much you, if you were an old that. Assassin's Creed, you just hold left trigger, which it was your you know quote unquote block counter. And then you're just waiting around, waiting around. And then the moment somebody attacks you, you just hit X with left trigger held down. It's like counter dead. All right, here we go. Move the move over here. Oh, here comes this guy. It would kind of make sense Parry for a samurai game, stab. It like would, that type of combat. That you know would what I mean? Be so just like anticlimactic. <laughs> like it, it would make sense, but there's then the story has to really be good. Well, that's a, okay because so, because Assassin's Creed early on, I love I love the story of it and whatever. But the in the free running, but it was very much like you get to the combat point and it's like, oh, there's 14 guys around me. I feel no threat at all. Left trigger. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, he punched me and stab, and he's dead. All right, moving on. Who's next? Like it was one hit kills. At least if it was maybe a, a more than one, that'd be one thing. But I don't know. The takeaway from Sony's Sony's press conference was subjectively my favorite conference because it showed the games in a way that like I want to see them, which is all their games are story-driven games that they showed. Yep. And it showed you a slice of that story and everything, which is what I was that's what I want to see. I don't I honestly care less about gameplay like i don't like that's why i don't play in, in a lot of indie games because indie mm. games are predominantly gameplay focused mm-hmm. like and i don't like that interests me less i like stories more and like ghost of tsushima or well, how tsushima it's about the first mongolization of japan and the, the, you're actually not even on japan the main island you're on a fucking small island that's right outside of japan but like I don't know. The whole atmosphere of the samurai and everything like that looks fucking cool. Same thing with The Last of Us. Like, I saw a lot of people complaining that The Last of Us, there was, you saw too much of it. And I was like, eh, not like. I don't think I saw too much. But when I, when I saw their gameplay, I was like, I get it. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at this one. I'm like, I just. Uh, that's, see, whatever. it's funny to me because I see them as one. And their gameplay to me looks the same to me. We'll, we'll watch because... it together after this and we'll just kind of talk about it because I, I don't think so. But. That's not the point. Uh, so we go from that to this is a two hour podcast. Uh, we go from that to Control by Remedy, which is published by Five Hundred Five. They're the guys that made Quantum Break. It's that weird, like the chick was floating all around and like having the ability to move stuff with her hands and shit. Looks interesting. We'll see how it actually like flushes out. Uh, then there's a Resident Evil Two remake. Looked that looked great. I believe it's using the same one that the last Resident Evil, like the same engine the last Resident Evil used. People ate that shit up, so. Yeah, well, bunch of nerds. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe. 
was that like weird one by I think the guys that made like the Rick and Morty VR stuff and it's like that blob one or whatever. The guys oh, in the, the guys yeah, in the bathtub. Yeah, it was, um, basically in universe of Rick and Morty. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and then Kingdom Hearts showed up again, but this time it had Pirates of the Caribbean and Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and then I wrote Death Stranding, what the fuck? Uh, because we see Death Stranding, giant trailer that explains some stuff and doesn't explain anything all at the same time. I don't even want to talk about it. Just go watch it. It's a walking simulator. Yeah. Uh, you're a postal worker, and it's a walking simulator. So picture journey, but for the post office. I don't know if that's actually apt or not. Uh, Neo 2 gets shown. Cool that they're making a second one of that already. I feel like that is, what's that, like a year and a half? Maybe. Maybe that's two years. I think it's I think it's two years. Well, they re they released it and then they released like a collection, a definitive edition or something. Yeah, so. or they released it on a console later than a PC, or the other way around, PC and later on a console. Something, something, there was something, something wacky yeah. going on there. Uh, and then Spider Man wraps up the show, shows off its villain, shows off its like running and it's flying around, uh, and then the end of the gameplay or trailer, uh, uh, Negative Man and everybody else are there. And then Peter turns around and says, you, you too, or something like that. So there's somebody else that shows up that he recognizes. And that's what kind of people have been speculating. Is it supposed to be Doc Ock? Is it Green Goblin? Like who, who shows up that Peter recognizes? So there was something interesting in the trial or in the gameplay. Go for it. Um, did you see how the people he was fighting? It said like Fisk's is, it was like Fisk. I don't know if you saw that. No. Okay. So like there was like an out like whatever he did, it was like an outpost or something like that. And it, it was like marked as being like Fisk's whatever. Oh, okay. So I thought that was interesting because like it could be maybe he's in the game, so Yeah. Apparently. Uh, yeah. Um and then we get to Nintendo. And we're gonna get right through this one because I don't have much to say about Nintendo. Uh Damon X Machina. It's a mech Gundam-like craziness out in 2019. I didn't see these first two. Oh, I really? In. Yeah. Uh, then Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torn of the Golden Country. I believe that's a DLC for that game. Then we get to Pokemon Let's Go stuff. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Uh, we see some gameplay. Talk about how you can catch Pokemon together. You can play together locally. Uh, you can transfer between games. They talk about the Pokeball plus controller that's like a Joy-Con, but it's a Pokeball. It comes with Mew inside of it when you buy it. And it's all out November 16th, both the controller and the games. Cool. I don't know if we need to see any more at this point, unless they need to like explain something. Uh, Super Mario Party, coming out October 5th. Good. Cool. Uh, there's some weird ways that they like show people lining up switches to like play yeah, together and stuff. So, I mean, it's some cool ways you can do a couple different games together and stuff. Uh, I'm happy there's a Mario party coming to switch. Mario party is a great party game. Uh, fire emblem three houses get shown. I think it's the actual now true fire emblem game for the switch or sorry, fire emblem three houses. I should put a comma there. It's not fire emblem three houses, fire emblem three houses. Uh, I might play that game. I'm not sure. I've never played a Fire Emblem, 
but the way they were actually like showing that one off and kind of mm-hmm. like having the like actual battlefield style looked like a cool like tactical style game yeah. but they didn't put the word tactics in so it might be good uh fortnite is confirmed for the switch and then i had to write sony doesn't play nice because i don't know if you've seen but i assume you have yeah if your account, if your Epic account was ever touched a PlayStation, you cannot log in to the Switch. I don't like <laughs> your, this your is account. Come then back your to... account is then stuck between PC and PS4. It can't touch an Xbox and it can't touch Switch. There, this is gonna this whole like not allowing their ecosystem in with anyone else's ecosystem is going to come back to bite them in the ass like really hard. Yep. If they don't fix it coming into new generation, they they have officially boned themselves. Overcooked 2 gets shown off. A lot of, lot of cool stuff, I think, in Overcooked 2. I think we should probably finish Overcooked 1, and I think we should play Overcooked 2. Yeah, that I one of those games that... I actually like playing that one a lot. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, did you see... When you were watching Overcooked 2, uh, they like added the ability to actually throw food now. Yeah. So I don't have to try to, like in my wheelchair, <laughs> like, momentum throw it to you. And you can apparently throw it really far. Like, actually across the map and stuff, because the maps are getting crazy. Mm-hmm. So Overcooked 2, that's out August 7th, and they added online play. So not only can you play multiplayer locally, you can play online. That's pretty cool. Uh, Killer Queen Black. So Killer Queen does come to both the Switch and PC. Uh, it's out in later this year. They didn't give a specific date. Uh, it's 4v4 instead of uh, Killer Queen's traditional 5v5. But still cool to see that make its way over to Switch and PC. Hollow Knight is out now. Talked about that earlier. Octopath Traveler gets a little bit. It's coming out July 13th. There's a demo out now. And I'm going to run right through these because then they just hit a montage. Of all these games listed, if you want to find one, slow me down and then go look it up yourself because I don't really have much to say here. Starlink, Arena of Valor, which looks like a MOBA. Minecraft, Sushi Striker, Way of the Shushido, which is the one Matt's pumped about. <laughs> Donkey Kong and Rabbids, Pixark, which looks like Pixel Arc. Just Dance, Dragon Ball Fighters, Splatoon 2, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, Crash Bandicoot, Ninjala, which looks like Splatoon. Oh, is that Carcassonne? Looks like Carcassonne. I, I, yeah, I can't tell if it's Carcassonne or if it's supposed to be like Carcassonne. Or I don't know how it's actually pronounced. Uh, but the board game is coming to, from Asmodee or whatever, is coming to Switch. Uh, FIFA 18, which is already out, and 19 will be coming. Ark, the dinosaur game, which is coming. Which is weird. They put Ark so far after Pixar because Pixar is literally Ark, but Pixel is weird. Uh, Wasteland Two is coming. Paladins is coming. Fallout Shelter is coming. Dark Souls Remastered is coming. SNK Heroines. I have no idea what that one was, but it, it was there. Uh, Monster Hunter uh, Generations or whatever is coming. Not the actual Monster Hunter World. Wolfenstein Two is still on its way. The World Ends with You for Fall 2018 and Mega Man Eleventh for October or Mega Man 11 for October 2nd and Mario Tennis comes out next week on June 22nd. So there's a lot of them. A lot of stuff going on. Switch on that there. Having a good year. Click. I love that that's just their go-to now. It's just <laughs> Then they end on Smash Bros. I'm going to buzz through the details cuz if you want to go watch it they literally spent 30 minutes on it. Way too long. 
So it's your, it's the equivalent of your Smash Bros. Direct. If you're really into it, it'll give you everything you want to know. But the Smash Bros. Ultimate, the roster reveal, and they say everyone's here. Everybody that isn't named Waluigi is not a fighter. <laughs> I really wish he was. There's eight player battles are back. Uh, they spent a lot of time going over how fighters will fight. Uh, assist trophies, which are like Waluigi or apparently those inkling girls that are something from Splatoon. Uh, there's more Pokemon, more items. Uh, they went over stages. There's Battlefield and Omega versions. Uh, they highlight some of the techniques that characters can use. All amiibo figures that are supported for fighters. Data can be transferred from other titles in. Ridley is now in the game. Good old winged dinosaur or whatever from Metroid, I believe. Uh, and the game comes out December 7th, and it does have GameCube controller compatibility. They love All their cool. accessories. Yep. Uh, and I think it's just cool to have that because they needed it. I don't, well, I don't think they needed it, but everybody loves uh the gamecube controller for smash so uh the only thing that's it for the conferences thoughts good e3 bad e3 weird e3 uh weird i guess and it wasn't necessarily like exciting really i i agree yeah it was it was a weird it was a weird like yep cool that was e3 all right yeah we kind of knew everything going into it yep uh, the only thing I wrote after the E3 stuff as far as news this week is that Comcast is looking at a $65 billion purchase of Fox. So, I mean, there you go. Oh, Fun and news. Uh, the AT&T's buyout of Time Warner is going through as well. Hmm. So, Fun yay, more mega corporations. Woo, Monopoly. Except you don't have a stranglehold on the board game market. Anyway. And... As far as deals, all the ones I just said, and uh, good old games, GOG, Galaxy, whatever, has a summer sale that's still going on until June 18th. So if you need any DRM-free games, go there and get them. Fails. Fail, fail, fails. So we'll take a... we got to take a look at some stuff, some videos, because we got we got to figure out some situations here between us. But uh, that's your E3 recap. It's been a long episode. We understand. But there's everything you needed to know in E3. In a little over two hours. We saved you a lot of time. I guess, kind of. Not really. Maybe. I don't know. You d- you decide that. Gamers2.com. Questions. They're on there. Everything else. You know where to find it. Listen to it. Like, rate, subscribe. Ha ha. It's like a YouTube thing. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.